0: The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.
1: And We're back here Analyze This, and uh, we were in a conversation there with uh, some of Sibley Brown about the candidate speak and what we expect um, from legislators, in particular those uh, who have uh, leadership Positions. Another thing that the the Senate President, uh, I'm gonna be very honest with you, uh, Summer. After you have served as Senate President, it is not easy being motivated, getting motivated to be a regular member of the body. Really? Seriously, it's hard.
2: I, you know, I feel like to me, I used to look at it from the outside as Senate Presidents have the hardest job because. It felt like you are literally like, cause you're planning, you're, you're. The, the sessions, right? Like mm-hmm. you're in charge at a schedule. Um, your office have a, not just to produce legislation, but you have an administrative role and a in yeah, within in the body. Yeah. So I used to be like the Senate president that like got hit the hardest because while everybody out there, you know, I pass this, I pass this, I pass this, the Senate president is actually running the legislature. So their visibility changes, right? So then that, that next re-election cycle to the public who don't understand the role of the Senate president... Right? Mm-hmm. They don't see what, they may not understand what your work has been for the past two years. Well,
1: I don't, I don't give you a joke. Um, I served six terms, four consecutive, didn't serve a term, then two more consecutive before I was ushered out. And um, there's no doubt in my mind, my most productive term was when I was Senate President. And I struggled to get reelected. That confounded me, and it dawned on me that the voters, right? I, I was at full tongue. Salaman Khaled, he he actually prepared me for the worst. He said, Neville, um, the people look at Senate President as a and St. croix right as a going away gift yep okay you serve president you serve as president um go on because they blame you for everything and and that that surprised me but uh as a his his a history major he would i should have already embraced what he told me because typically in St. Thomas, when you are Senate President in St. Thomas, they elect you at a high mm-hmm. number. M- Myron might have been the only Senate president that I'm a, I'm I'm aware of, Senator Myron Jackson, who didn't who didn't run high when he sought reelection afterward. But I remember Senator Berry, right? She was Senate president in the 22nd legislature. And when she ran back, she ran second. Go check. And St. Croix. I'm going to I, I, I run through the list of them, all, okay? We, had, we haven't had a lot of us. Bent Lawetz was a Senate president, 89 and 90. He struggled in 1990. We didn't have a Senate president out of St. Croix for another 10 years. Mm. See? I want to make sure I got it right. Okay, no, 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 no. See? After, after Ben Lowe's, we had Verdon Brown.
2: I remember. He
1: struggled. You were a little girl then. He struggled. I used to be in the legislature. Yeah, then write their Verdon C. Yeah, Brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, 1992, uh, so that would be 93 and 94, the Senate president was Bingley Richardson. Um, 95, 96, Rocky Layboard, 97, 98, Lorraine Berry. And then the next time we had a Senate President, 10 years later, Vargrave Richards, 99, 2000. Then we had Rocky Layboard again. Vargrave Richards, you know what he ran when he ran back? Seventh. Barely get back in. Then we had Rocky Layboard. He was the Senate President in uh, 2001 and 2002. The next President... Was David Jones? You know what he ran in 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 the legislature? He lose. He ran dead last in the primary. I'm telling you, man. Then we had Usi Richards, who I believe one of the, the better parliamentarians in the history of legislature. He knows mm-hmm. his stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I think he finished fifth or sixth when he ran back in 2008 because he was senator president 2007, 2008, and then uh, after that, you know. It is what it is, you know. We just, for some reason, man, I we really, struggle, man. I,
2: but I really believe is well. I mean, the, uh, Ronnie Russell.
1: In, Ronnie Russell was a Senate President in two thousand eleven and twelve. Difference. But we lose. I mean, they in beat
2: up on us, man. Island culture. One. Yeah. Um. And two, I just re, for me, mm-hmm. like I could speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I saw your performance as Senate President at an juxtaposed to the year before mm-hmm. and the legislature was a completely different body um, in terms of smooth functioning in terms of like no, the ability to disagree And consensus building like We had a good I, group though you know? I was really old enough yeah. Then to pay attention I was just beginning To really like Get my bones And I was like Wow The senate president Does a lot And I remember I used to text you All the time You need. I used to be like You need to promote more Social media posts Because then I know watch Remember yeah. I was watching yeah. people Making social media posts yeah. And it seemed like They were so much more Visible than you But you were walking
1: I had this 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 Hispanic young lady um, She saw me at Gateway Uh um, the next term when I was a majority leader. And she said, Man, Senator, I miss you and I cheer. You check? And that's what that's what that's really what makes you feel good and what you're telling me now. You check. But for some reason, right? The Cruisian electorate, right? Now Novell did well. Mm-hmm. Right? He did well in, in, in the last election. Um, but again part of that is really the competition you're running against and all that stuff. But we just like to beat up on our own. And the difference, uh nowadays, um, as opposed to the legislation in the past, is that like the great Elmore Roba, you know, he serves multiple consecutive terms as Senate President. Um, and that's something that's different here in the Virgin House. We got this gentleman's agreement about um, St. Thomas, St. Croix, and all that stuff. And in the mainland, uh, we spoke about this uh, earlier, right?
3: Mm-hmm. They don't play that
1: game. When, 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 when whoever control the Senate, <laughs> we know who the leader is going to be. It's going to be Chuck Schumer. If, uh, on the Democratic side, and think going to be Mitch McConnell on the Republican side. They believe in continuity. Our thing, maybe one of the reasons why the legislature tends to struggle is there's too much change, turnover. turnover at the leadership, at the leadership level.
2: It's too, well, so the thing is, is like, even, right, so the legislature is a, is a is a body that works mm-hmm. together. But we need to put because the, the problems and the, the things that they seek to create, right, govern all of us. We need to put the best leadership.
1: One, one, one of my, one of my uh, listeners just tease me because I use the term ushered. And so he laughed and he said ushered or escorted <laughs>
2: But no, we we like this should be about um this should be about who's the absolute best fit for the seat, who have the temperament, who have the experience, who understand the function, who have listen, who have the staff, who got the right people in the office to, to, to administer mm-hmm. the leadership of the legislature yeah. because the senator alone don't yeah. do it yeah. right. So it it
1: one regret I got, I am gonna say this, I regret not flexing. The power that I had as a Senate President a little bit more, and doing a couple of things, um, you know, you, you you don't want to to really uh, uh, offend people, right? But I really shouldn't have waited for a candidate map, you know, to send Neville, um, me, you, and the Supreme Court Justice and the the chief the chief judge at the Superior Court because they hadn't been. Uh, consolidated yet. Let me sit down and have the formal leadership lunch. We never had that. Wow. Yeah that that's one. And two, right? You know, I really, 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 really should have invite President Obama to come down to one of our state of the territories. You that, check what I'm saying? That
2: would have that, that, yeah, that, that would
1: have yeah, been yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I regret that because you know you know we're a predominantly black um you know community and it would have been good to see the the, the US president sitting there while the governor giving, you know, the state of the territory. And then at some point, you know, maybe the next morning after, we'd ask the president to give a speech to the, to the, to the, to the body and things of that nature. You know what I mean? So, you know, I really should have done that. There's no guarantee he's going to come. But, but I, he could but, have. But, but, but he could have. And, and he, he should have. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so the little opportunities. That's why, you know, people take, you know, these things for granted, but they shouldn't because it's very, very uh, important because tomorrow isn't guaranteed, and we need to make sure that happens. Uh, we got Frankie Johnson coming in. So, he so, is entering yeah, the building. Yeah, okay, good. So, so make sure you come in and get comfortable there and so. all that stuff. But yeah, those are the things that I, you know, uh, wish that I had done from a cosmetic perspective, and it would have been historical as well, you know. Uh, we'd have been good. Yeah, man, take a seat in that chair. that we been waiting for you.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, on the
1: headphones and all that stuff.
2: How are you?
3: Yeah, go on the
1: headphones. Yeah, good morning. Come in. Let's so we got chair for that young lady there, uh, so she could be uh, comfortable there as well. Um, let me see. Make sure I start the clock right. Um, straight up. <laughs> I like so, your green. Straight up. Yeah, 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 man. So check this out. Um, candidate Senator Franklin Johnson, affectionately known as Frankie G, is in the house number nine. Right? Yes, good morning, good morning. No uh, night. Night. How Welcome how to the Canada m- Speak. Glad to have you here in person this time as opposed to uh via telephone two years ago.
4: It's a pleasure to be here live and in living color. Yeah, man, yeah. Uh, I can uh, see you <laughs> talk yeah. to you. I like this type of discussion, bosses. Yeah. Either behind something, you yeah. behind someplace. Yeah. No, I don't no, know what no, kind man. of face you And you, you look good. An you answer.
1: have you haven't aged any over the last two years. <laughs> so you look good, man. Everything all right? A lot more grey. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, somehow, I yield to you. Um, uh, you know, ladies first, so go right ahead.
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning um, Senator, you know? Senator Johnson.
4: Good morning, good morning
2: to you, um, and the listening audience. Well, the first question we usually ask is, you know, tell everyone about yourself for those who may be encountering you for the first time, you know, okay. upbringing, um, where you went to school, how your, your work career and how you ended
4: up in the Senate. Just brief, you know, condense it. Not that you said brief because we have be here all day <laughs> I start talking about my journey. Yeah. But I must say, I'm, I'm born on the island of St. Croix. Raised up in and My father was Thomas Johnson. My mom's still alive. Alina O'Sealy. Um, went to private school in my early childhood. Went to St. Patrick's School. And I left St. Patrick's School. I went to Cloud Amarco. So I left Cloud Amorca, went down to Central. I it's an amazing story with me and my educational background because mm-hmm. I was driving a car to Central. I used to walk from my little boy. My mother always had me walking. She taught me to be somebody to always go to and it's earn that dollar. Speak, speak like so as I say when I when I, you know, going to school I don't had a car. I bought my own car. Mm-hmm. Cause I used to car wash. I was always hustling trying to make money. So I bought my car, going to car in eleventh grade and um I put up my car. <laughs> I didn't want to go to school on the school bus. I quit school. Wow. wow. I quit school. And my, 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 um, my father said, You know, well, if you're going to quit school, you need to go and get a trade. And I said, All right. And I decided I went, going to, New jo- I went to New Jersey Japco. And when I went to New Jersey Jobco, I didn't like it for one minute. The first day I wanted to get out. Mm-hmm. And I put a plan in place. I said, I'm going to get out of here in six months. I'm going to get my GD I'm going to get a trade. And I got home. Well, I I managed to do those two things in that six months. I got a small engine certificate. Mm -hmm. I got my G in six months. And then Japcora offered me to send me to a private vocational school. So they sent me on to Union County Vocational School where I I am a certified welder. I don't do any welding no more. When I had my little business, Mm -hmm. I did some welding. I also had a landscaping business for some years. Came back home, worked to the Bureau of Correction, did 20 years there. Retired from the Bureau of Correction went on to the district court been home for about three months, and the district court called me, offered me a job. And I said, all right. They said a part-time job. I said, okay. It was never a part-time job. It was a full-time job. So I worked as a CSO at the district court for about 12 years. And then Governor Mapp came on board and decided to run. I decided to support him. ran the, uh, work with him for the three campaigns that he ran. Was successful on the last one. Last one, I was um, actually the territorial campaign manager. And um, we were successful. And I didn't plan to go to work for the government. And Governor Mapp asked me to come on board, be a senior policy advisor. I took it on because I have always believed in service to the people. Even when I worked at the Bureau of Correction, I tried to make sure that those inmates had an opportunity to get a trade, get a class, got them out there working, tried to make sure that people's life got better. And that's who I've been and that's who I am. I'm about helping people, trying to make life better for people. So had a wonderful journey for the four-year with Governor Map, did a lot of things, made a lot of changes, helped a lot of people. And I, after the term was over, I stayed home for two years, and everybody kept telling me, well, you don't run for the Senate. I said, no, they said, but why you could lose? You got nothing to lose. I said, I take a shot at it, and I decided to throw my hat in the ring, and I was successful. It's been one hell of a journey for this year and a half, I must say. It's been a... I open a, a learning lesson. I am an independent candidate. I am not controlled by no party. I work for the people. Year and three quarters. Year and three quarters, to be exact. So when you, go, when you leave here today, <laughs> make sure you use that term. Not, and year, yeah. year, and year and three quarters. I, I don't in it like two already, but it <laughs> feel like, yeah, right, right. fee like four, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could say the better part of two years. Better right? part of two, right? right, right, right. And, and so, and so
1: I want to make sure I get this quick before me. Because me and are going to have a field day yes. with you. <laughs> After you leave, because <laughs> I, I want to make sure I got this right, yeah. where a car accident is the reason why you stopped going to Central High School. Y- you hear what I'm telling you? Well, I right. didn't
4: want to go back on the school well, well, bus. Well, I had well, so much you're pride. So you had so much yeah, you're yeah, so yeah, shame yeah, yeah. that you were driving a car to school, and because you go catch the bus. Me, you want to catch the you, bus? you want go school? I said no, sir. Me ain't going under school bus with nobody. I had my own car driving. No, I must. So, go so, so
1: wait, you, so wait. You had Virgin <laughs> Islands and Croatian pride from sixteen and seventeen. You, you far, hear what I, I tell you, right?
4: <laughs> my first radio show that I ever dealt with or been involved with was. Fred Clark. Yeah. I worked for the summer. Every summer, you got your check on time. And when you got your check, my, me and my mom will go to Puerto Rico to shopping. And that summer, they didn't pay nobody. Well, I write my letter to Fred Clark. Fred Clark told me, come in, and he interviewed me. I was about 15 yeah, years yeah, old when yeah, I did that. Yeah. Mm. And from that day, the radio has never been a problem and, to and,
1: me. And for those who don't <laughs> know, Fred Clark was an outspoken, crucian, Yes, <laughs> yes,
4: blaze. that was my first. That was the first time I ever got to be like an activist mm-hmm. or somebody that fighting, but I was fighting for the young children my yeah, age yeah, at that time because yeah, yeah, none of us got our check. Let me let,
1: let, we, let we talk quickly before we got to break and then I'll let somebody offer you uh, in, a, in mm. the middle segment. Tell us about your first term. What is your highlight and what is the low light of the first term? Um, Very good question. In 34th legislature.
4: My, I, I'm going to start with the low, my low lowlights. Yeah. Um, I got in there and I, I'm a people person and I, I try to work with everybody. And I realized I was submitting all my legislation and for some reason I, I realized I wasn't moving the place. And I, I started to dig around and stuff around the place. Why my legislation I mean come in the place? And lo and behold, I, one day I, I saw a performance session where they had performed about 10 bills. And out of these 10 bills, I realized that the president had eight. I realized that Senator Nobel Francis had one and Senator Cordwiller had the next. I said, so wait, you're telling me no other senators ain't had no bill to go forward? And I I, I I, spoke about it publicly. And I said, I think I'm being taken advantage of. My legislation ain't moving forward. The president met me one day in the in the hallway and said, oh, you've been on the radio cussing me. I said, no, I wasn't on the radio cussing you. I'm on the radio telling the people what's happening to my legislation. And she said she told me straight out you go go on the radio and say what you want to say that i gonna make them come forward and i i i you know didn't take it as nothing i had discussion with other of my colleagues i spoke to Nobel francis vice president and he was kind of shocked that that she would say something like that to me i didn't let that bother me i continue working but at that time when i realized that's the fight i had I started going out and start working with the people in the community even more. So you're saying you're
1: saying that the low light is the legislation process. The process. As 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 a freshman senator. As a freshman senator. That that, that is a low light. Okay, what we're gonna write there, right? We're we're gonna leave that low light there. We'll take a break now. When we come back, we're gonna focus uh, transition to what you believe are the highlights.
4: Definitely.
1: As a senator, and then. uh, Some are going to be uh, needling you about the different type, oh, of, uh, type of areas that we typically focus about, agriculture, energy, infrastructure, education, healthcare, crime, the list goes on. Okay? Most and, definitely. And that's a longer segment, that's a 20 minute segment, then we come Thank back. Thank you. But for now, we got um, candidate number nine.
3: El sistema de elecciones de las Islas Vírgenes lo está haciendo más fácil para que tú formes parte de nuestro equipo por medio de nuestro programa de voluntarios. Estamos en busca de personas buenas como tú que puedan proveer a cada votante el apoyo que necesitan para que efectivamente puedan participar en el proceso de votación puede comenzar recogiendo y completando la aplicación para voluntarios de cualquiera de nuestras oficinas en el territorio, usted puede servir como monitor, también tienes la opción de convertirte en un facilitador, asegurando que los votantes que están votando por primera vez, los envejecientes y la comunidad de deshabilitados puedan votar con confidencia y acertadamente, si tienes el tiempo y estás dispuesto a servir hay un lugar para ti, solo inscríbete Si quieres más información, llama al 340-773-1021 y recuerda, el votar no es solo su derecho, es lo correcto hacer.
0: The VI Energy Office and the University of the Virgin Islands Caribbean Green Technology Center are hosting the first VI Energy Fair. There will be outdoor live demonstrations, interactive workshops, and leaders from the community will be on site to discuss what the territory is doing to reduce energy costs. The fair will be held at the UVI campuses from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on St. Thomas on October 15th and on St. Croix on October 30th. For more information about the energy fair, cgtc-usvi.org forward slash energy fair.
3: With journalists located all around the world, the BBC World Service can cover international stories when they happen, wherever they happen. Global news you can trust from the BBC World Service.
0: Starting at 2 a.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1.
1: Funding for the BBC World Service comes from First Bank. First Bank's digital bank offers check deposits, bill pay, transfers and more from
3: anywhere 24-7. More at onefirstbank.com.
1: And we're back here and analyze this. The candidate speak, and we got Senator Franklin Johnson, affectionately known for those of us who know him before he get titled <laughs> Frankie J. <Jay, laughs> out of the West. Uh, joining us, a freshman senator, member of the 34th legislature. We're talking, he mentioned the lowlights, the lowlight low being his legislative agenda not going forward, that moving forward, yes. Now, for, right? But talk about a highlight, uh, or 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 a couple yeah. of highlights uh, and, as and, a freshman and, senator. And, and, and
4: I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, my highlights have been working with people more than the legislation. And and I want to give a quick example. It is what it is. I want to give a quick example. I met a gentleman and I've been blessed. The commissioner of them, I I must say, I've been getting a lot of cooperation from the commissioners, directors. When I reach out to them for people who they in dire need, they really respond. And I had a young man that called me and he said he'd been home for a year. Got in a car accident, mash up his knee. He don't have a kneecap on for a year and he'd been in a wheelchair. And he's been trying to get off the island to get Medical service and true map MEP, and he say they just ain't helping; they're not moving. And I reached out to the MEP director, Mister Gary Smith, and we had a conversation. I said, "Look, this man, this man is home crying. He's twenty-one years old, and he's scared about losing his foot." We conversated. He, he told me they've been going to this one doctor alone. I, you know, i would not mention doctor's name at this time. And I said, "You guys need to get some other doctors to to look at him." And lo and behold, they started reaching out to other doctors and they finally found, finally found a specialist. And he's in the mainland right now being taken care of. Those, those are the things that really touched me when I can see that yeah. a phone call could help someone. My legislation though, I, I, I managed to get two through already and I have a couple more coming. And I think when I spoke to you early in, in, in the campaign, I said, I'm a project person. I believe in the infrastructure. I believe in investing into projects. My first piece of legislation I got was Bill number thirty-four zero one hundred, which was the pier in Frederickstead, mm-hmm. to get the blood panels taken care of. It was some four or five hundred thousand dollars and make sure that the pier don't get destroyed. That was an easy one. The next big ticket that I got that just got passed, bill number thirty-four zero one ninety seven, was a bill that is going to give the cricket feel in an- Bethlehem, mm-hmm. a full roof, a full parking lot. We have a professional soccer field. I believe strongly in sports tourism. Mm. And if you're going to believe in sports tourism, you must put your money where your mouth is. In About two years ago, DC United been here on the island. Professional yeah, team yeah, out no, of Washington. Yeah, November
1: 2019. Actually, three now. Time three. Yeah, You're yeah, Right. Yeah,
4: yeah. And people were sparked all the way by the territorial court. Mm-hmm. It says that the parking lot is not efficient. It's not good because it's wa—it's mud. When it rains, you can't find parking. It's not organized parking. So we're giving them a grant of $2.6 million to fix the parking lot, cover the bleachers, and make that field and stadium what it's supposed to be. The players that come in and play on that field said this is one of the best fields in the Caribbean. Wow. And if it is that... We have to invest, give them that grant. And at the same time, in return, they'll be teaching our children more and giving them more time in the soccer arena. But if we're serious about sports, sportsism, which brings in big bucks, we could do some real good tournaments. Costa Rica, they came here and they beat us. My, my, my colleague, my employees from Costa Rica, and she, I got back to them because she was cheering for Costa Rica. I said, look, no man, you work for me or no? we got not <laughs> cheering for the BI, you know? But, but that, that was one of my bigger highlights. I have a, a, a geriatric bill, which is a bill. It's um, in um, Homeland Security uh, Committee. And that bill is a bill to take a close attention to prisoners who are ailing, that are, and they dying pretty much in prison, and there's no return. Some of them might be 70, 80 years old. The Virgin Island Prison hospital medical bill runs us some $11 million dollars because we have an older population of prisoners across the nation, California especially. Every year, they lose out elderly people. So this geriatric bill is going to be a bill that's going to look into that, but there's a lot of things to do with it. They have to have some family member who's willing to take care of them and look at them. We're not going to just lose them out on the street like that. Mm-hmm. And then I have a bill honoring Miss McFarlane, Rosalind McFarlane, who works for um, Independent Living. Yeah, she passed away earlier Yeah, she year, passed yeah, away, yeah, yeah. And we were trying to work on that and... It's amazing, she she got ill, she went away. We had some discussion while she was away. And one day she said to me, she said, you know, I don't think I'm going to come back. I said, what do you mean you're coming back? But she she knew what what she was going Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. And this is a woman that gave her life. Yes, sir. She gave her life with people that has physical challenge, vision challenge. And as as a matter of fact, this Friday is White Cane Day. Something that I've been sponsoring for the longest while along with her. I will be sponsoring again, buying the tents, buying the sandwich. And before I came, a senator I was doing this. did it out of my pocket because I believe that people that have these challenges need any help and every help that we can give.
1: that's, so, that, 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 that's awesome. Um, and you know just to, 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 to let the public know before somebody ask for the questions. Um, Frankie Jacob from our family of athletes. Oh yes. uh, his brother <laughs> actually signed with the Chicago Cubs, Thomas, yes, Thomas Big, red. Big Red, Big yes, Red, yeah, and, and Billy yeah. Johnson, who I play against in basketball, he went to uh, Mitchell College. Yes, a basketball, he, yep. actually a, he actually had, he actually had the first one, the first local scholarship. He went from a public school to Country Day School to play basketball. To play basketball,
4: yes, yeah, yeah. yes.
1: yes. So, Man, so, you know, you know the roots. Well, I just wanted to let the public know that I could affirm that sports and you. Oh yes. Uh, you know, is is near and there's summer.
4: And I'm still I'm still an umpire. I umpire. Yeah, yeah, yes. And yeah, I don't umpire, yeah. I don't charge. Yeah. When there's an umpiring game, I yeah. go out and I volunteer and I still doing it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when they when I am a member of the Umpire Association, if there's a tournament that's going on and the tournament pays you, and there's a little league game going on, I don't go to the tournament that pay. I go and do the games for the children free of charge that's so, awesome summer yeah. so you
2: talked a lot about the legislation active legislation um yeah. letting us know what you did in your freshman term and yeah. and what you have moving my my question is and you touch on infrastructure you touch on sports tourism mm. um you touch on on crime and prevention or at yes. least care yes. care for those we have in this system tell mm. me you know i come in with my first question gonna be about <laughs> agriculture right yes tell yeah. me what, if anything, you've been able or see yourself doing, should you be elected again to forward, to forward agriculture in our community? Um, no. And, and, and I haven't done none. But I, and I'll tell you, my, I, I, I believe in agriculture to the
4: ground. When I grew up, my mom, my brother, they're planters. I never liked to plant. When I got my first piece of land, I planted up the land one time. <laughs> and and I, what I want to say about agriculture, in my, what I learned about it when I worked to the prison, we had a farm program and in that program that we had prior to hurricane hugo we had a contract with pueblo right here in golden Rock. we supplied pueblo for seven months straight with cucumber tomato and zucchini every monday i took a thousand pong of cucumber to pueblo every wednesday a thousand pong of tomato and every friday a thousand pong of zucchini tuesday and thursday was a truckload of eggs what my issue with farming is we take one acre, we take five acre, and we try to plant 30 crops. It's not going to work because you don't have the consistency and the poisoning on Tekka give you a contract because you can't deliver. But we, what we did with seven acres in Hope, is we assured them that we will deliver every month. A thousand pound of cucumber, a thousand pong of zucchini, a thousand pound of tomato, and Tuesday and Thursday was the egg. Mm-hmm. What I really want the farmers to understand that they have to learn to do crop share, where they do rotation. So you plant, you know that these are small crops. You, you take an acre and you put that acre into tomato. You got a bit of tomato, man. You got a bit of
2: cucumber. You got a bit of zucchini. So, so going to, uh, then I want to switch this to your role then, because yeah. as a senator, right, your role is going to be oversight over the department yeah. or making policy to support that, yeah. and so. Do you think um, as we move forward, because what I appreciate about you just now is that you said, you're one of the first senators who ever said, you know what, I don't have none. I don't have any legislation in this area at this time. And I respect and I appreciate that because that might not have been your focus in your first term. So just understanding where do you see yourself when or if you are reelected, is it more, more focusing on your oversight role or maybe looking into crafting legislation to continue to either support what is happening in, in our um, correction centers yes. to forward that or, or support farmers on the outside and in being better able to do it?
4: And I definitely want to be a part of supporting farmers because we have to, not, not we want, have to be able to feed ourselves at some point with some of our crops. Those small, easy crops, if we could stop bringing that in, you know how much money will stay in this territory and spin around? So these are things I I really would like to be working with the farmers to make sure that we can do that so we don't keep bringing in these millions of dollars. Are you saying that we we need to
1: address our structural, our agriculture structure right now so that we can maximize certain areas because you identified where farmers might be uh, they're not as uh, focus uh, on a particular crop on a particular crap right so you're yeah. so are you saying that there's something structurally that we need to
4: change we, we de- i think we definitely need to do that because the grocery store will buy these produce from you but if the grocery store know that you can't bring it tomorrow what what are they going to do
3: mm-hmm. so
4: when we had that agreement with pueblo pueblo didn't buy nothing from off island for 7 months straight it's hurricane Hugo came and knocked our farm out and we didn't get back to farming again in the prison like that so if, if farmers would pay attention to what crop that these grocery stores want and could assure them that they can supply them, then they could say, I'm going to be the tomato man. I'm going to be the watermelon man. If you go to a crop a, a farm across the United States, they don't have 50 crops on a farm. Somebody doing Irish potato alone, they might do a next potato, but they might be the potato possum. And if our farmers them start to think like that, we can then definitely supply ourselves and then supply others. We took care of St. Thomas Prison. We took care of the hospital and mm-hmm. St. Croix
2: and St. Thomas when I went to the prison. We, we're going to take a hard pivot and go straight into energy and definitely. WAPA. Um, would love to hear your thoughts on energy as an infrastructure need. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the intractable WAPA. Yeah,
4: oh, Definitely. <laughs> Oh, we're going to a yeah, break. Yeah, oh, yeah, I sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. you were going into a no, break. No, going no, 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 no. straight to you. No, and, to and, you yeah. and 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 as far as energy, you know, uh, President uh, Biden just passed a, a very nice piece of legislation, and, mm-hmm. and people need to know that they could start applying for these solar panels mm-hmm. because what's going to happen? Those of us who don't get into the solar energy and the solar panel, that cost of energy is going to go up higher. We have a perfect situation for the Virgin Islands with. amount of funding that we got from fema to rebuild our entire power plant for me it's taken a little too long i'm not getting the answers as untimely as to where we are with it if we could rebuild our power power plant we probably could be a more what we did we built we buy two big gas tank and we still run in the same old engine it doesn't save energy gas tank doesn't save energy Efficient equipment, efficient turbine is what save energy. Mm. So if we definitely invest this money in a timely manner and get new turbines, smaller turbines, so we don't have to be burning out of this energy that is not being used, we'll be better off. And what I, when I say that, it's easy to say. We might be using 35 kilowatts, right? Let's say we did, the plant push out 30. The plant might be pushing 45. We're utilizing only 35. We only really need to be burning 40. Cause you need to be above what you use. Mm-hmm. But we get to 45. So five. We sometimes we blow four hundred thousand dollars a day in energy costs for energy that we're not using mm-hmm. because we got these big turbines. And and if you speak to the people in WAPA, they're gonna tell you, yes, it's happening. These are some of the problems that we have where our energy cost is so high. So efficiency
1: yeah. is really efficiency is yeah. what
4: we have to concentrate on. Okay. Now we no, brought.
1: no, no, no. no, no. I, I, want, I want to <laughs> dovetail on that yeah. because our energy infrastructure is part of the recovery. What yes. is your take as it relates to recovery? Um, are we where we should be in your eyes? Are you comfortable where we at, or are you, you know, disappointed I, with where we
4: at? I am very disappointed in where we are mm-hmm. because the funds are there, and, and everybody, you know, your situation I, I, is unique because yeah. you were with the administration of <laughs> securing the funds. You know what I'm so I asked this
1: question to Senator um, Potter as well because he was yes, a member and, of the, the MAP administration. Both of you are freshmen. And, and I asked question. I asked questions. I just want to be fair. And,
4: and I, and I, I want to make this very clear. I'm running for the Senate. I'm not running for governor. <laughs> yeah. But I also going to be very straight with you yeah. that the funding that we, 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 we obtained and we got, we're not drawing down on it fast enough. We're not getting these projects move fast enough. And I said this without without any fear, when I walk with Governor Map, I'm not telling you that I'm a Donald Trump lover because I didn't like the man practically, Mm -hmm. but I can assure you, Governor Kenneth Map would call and I'm saying, I'm having a problem with getting my funding. And he'll make it happen. No, no, no. Frankie, i can be very honest with you as well. I tell yeah. the police
1: all, all the time. Yeah. I am not a fan of Donald Trump. Yeah. But we got our money yes. from the Trump uh, administration yeah. when they signed it over in February 2018. It, it, he it, was it, the president. Exactly. It, it, was, it was what it was. That's factual. Yeah, this, and, uh, yeah, and, and, yeah. And
4: what I'm saying that I don't, I don't, I'm not in the administration. I'm in the legislature. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing to knock these doors down and knock these barriers down. But they sure do need to be kicked down and knocked down. Because our money is not coming in as fast as it is, and everybody blame FEMA. I am not there. So the people will blame the administration very easily. They don't have the knowledge, and that's why it's so important that the administration come forward with information and say to the people, this is the hurdle that we're going through. But better yet, call the president. It's a democratic president. It's a democratic administration. It's a democratic legislature. Reach out to your people. Let believe. them know that the people the, the, in this territory is hurting and we need these resources to come to make a better
1: those are condition de- for those are life. undeniable facts.
4: <laughs> well, no, I, no, no, no,
1: no. Irrefutable facts.
4: And I, I don't yeah. you know, I tell people I'm not a politician, you know. Yeah. I'm a public servant.
1: Um, talk about our roads. Oh boy. What's your take on our roads? You, one thing we know about you, because since you just say you're driving care for high school, you like, <laughs> you, you like to drive the Virgin yes. Islands. What is your take with our roads? And, Which is near and, and dear to everybody.
4: And, and, and I'm, I'm going to give Governor Bryan some credit. Mm-hmm. I, I must. Because I, I'll say this without any fear. He have paved a lot of roads. But what happened to the Virgin Islands, we've been so far behind in paving roads, especially on St. Croix, that he could pave 20 roads today. He got next 30 days in bad condition. And I remember calling the governor and telling him about from five corner right down to tongue. I said, this is one of the worst road, governor. Mm -hmm. Every time you drive across there, your car dingling, bangling, Mm -hmm. going across the road. I said, you need to fix this road. I don't know if he had it in his plan already, but it got fixed. Mm -hmm. Mr. Roebuck in Easton called me. He says, I need you to come, Christian. said, I want to show you something. I said, but me and a Democrat, you know? He said, man, I want to hear that. I want you to come. I want to show you something. I went East End, I drove, went out there, and after I passed Buccaneer Hotel, till I reached the where part of the roadblocks are, the road was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I called the public work commissioner, and I said, look, this man is a big, strong Democrat, <laughs> <You're> and, <laughs> and, and, and he's complaining. You're playing politics. We're going we to we go pick it up right where you left off.
1: <laughs> uh, we, we got uh, Senator Frankie Johnson joining us. Number nine, as an independent candidate seeking definitely, a seat definitely. in the 35th legislature, we'll be back right after this.
0: <laughs> Banking for your business.
3: Good morning, neighbor. I see you got your bumper, stickers, and your sign-up, allee.
2: Yes, I'm so ready for this election season. Me too. Just waiting for the info on the polling places and then ballots. What polling places? You mean voting centers? The election system is using voting centers this year, where you can go anywhere across the island, walk
3: in, fill out a ballot. Just bring your ID. Really? Because my daughter lives in Tutu, but walk all the way by the April, and would try to run back home before the sun goes down to
2: vote. Nope. You're no longer stuck to just your neighborhood on election day. Voting centers mean you can vote anywhere in your district. And the next time, try the early voting option
3: too. Skip the line get on election day. Girl, you have all the good tips this year, man. So, who's going to win? Ha! Read my yard sign, then pick any voting center.
2: Just remember, voting is not just your right. It's It's the the right right thing thing to do. do. A message from the election system of the Virgin Islands.
3: I'm Attorney General Denise George. How much do you know about Virgin Islands laws? Injustices can happen anywhere and in situations where we least expect. I make it my mission to empower you with knowledge about our laws and the issues that affect our Virgin Islands community. Join me on Justice Matters, a new talk show that aims to inform you and engage you to be a part of the solution.
0: Saturdays at 1130 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1.
1: We're back here. And like the Candidate Speak, great discussion, great interview with um, freshman Senator Franklin Johnson, uh, out of the West, an independent candidate joining us here on the Candidate Speak. Um, Senator Johnson, were you approached to be a member of the Indugo Collective?
4: I was never approached to be a, a member. Um, some folks invited me to some of the meetings, then, and I, I, I never did make it to the meetings. Right. Um, so you're comfortable as an independent candidate with no strings attached? I, I'm very comfortable with that. <laughs> I, I work for the people, yeah. not no individual group. For yeah. the people across this territory, okay. east
1: to west, north to south. Okay, that, that, that's good. Summer, um, normally we, we do the healthcare and education thing. I yield that to you, sir. So, yeah.
2: so um, let's talk about where we are in education in your terms and okay. what is critical if any legislation you see coming, should the people give you consent to govern? <laughs> to, to do what you said? Cons- <laughs> never, yeah, 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 consent, yeah. To consent, to to, consent to govern. Consent to govern.
4: Yeah, Edu- education, yeah. I think one of the failing things in education, and I don't bite my tongue. I, I am very straight with what I have to say. I think the commissioner that was there was left there a little too long. And and I was following the, the Senate when she came for her nomination, and her documents was not in place. And if your documents is not right, you don't get that shot again. So I, I blame the 32nd, third, third, third. 33rd yeah, third. legislature for even allowing her to pass that first huddle, and, and the results is there to be seen. But I must say that we're we're far behind. COVID came in and even made it worse. I've been to the farmer's market Saturday, and there was a young lady there, and the, the mom bought something, and the gentleman said, 300 cents. And the daughter said, mommy, he said 300 cents? I said, he means, Penny. The gentleman said to her, How many penny makes a dollar? And she started to think. And she started to think. And you know her mom says she's not good at math and all of us are not good at everything. But I was a little shocked. And I went to a next boot and I pretty much did it. And this boy was a little older too. And again I was a little shocked. So it's scary for me to see where our children are just from my little experience. Mm -hmm. But when you see the condition that they have to go to school in, it changes the whole dynamics. If your environment that you're in is not conducive for learning, it's kind of hard to stay focused and and stay uh, paying attention. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic didn't do us much better. It made it worse for us with that um, online classes. Remote, remote learning, yeah. So yeah. we we're far behind, mm-hmm. but again, and I, I hate to keep beating this horse, the monies are there for us to do these school, mm. and we have to infrastructure, or we have to ramp these infrastructure, and make sure our children have a good learning
2: environment,
4: in order for it to go forward.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about hospitals, healthcare. Uh, you, you, you're on infrastructure, you're talking yeah. about Physical environments, where do you think We are with the hospital, where do and, you think and, we are
4: in healthcare And, 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 and this is where I, I Again I, I run it for the senate And I straight, we are far behind in that But I honestly believe I, I saw the governor did something the other day He gave Some money to a project uh, The horse racing project mm-hmm. And We need that horse racing back
2: Sports, but, tourism. sports mm-hmm. tourism
4: But I tell you what I would have done
1: you're talking about the community facilities money that he used? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: I would have taken that money and invested it into that hospital with those tanks behind there long ago. Because that's what one of the main problems where we're not into that module, where you had the gas tank and the water tank, where FEMA said it was too close to the module and they would not have allowed us to go in. I would have taken that money and give it. But we said we're waiting for FEMA for the money to move in. This is an emergency situation for me and for all of the people in this territory. So the same way we could have take some of that money and give it that way, I would not have no fear in investing in moving those tanks so we could get into that hospital. A lot of people complain about the condition of the old hospital where we don't fix the uh, the bathroom. It would be throwing money down the drain. If you put a million dollars in fixing those bathrooms and you got to knock the whole hospital down, you wasted that money. So I would have preferred to take two, three million dollars and fix those tanks right away. I visit that module it's a state-of-the-art um, module. I hope that we definitely make it in in this last uh, move that they said they're doing. Which I think it's um, the end of this month. We should be going in there. And I hope that they don't have no more delays in it. Let, let, let me ask that question. I, I got to yeah.
1: dovetail on, on the fact that you, you touched on the horse racing thing. You you were one of the six senators who voted against the Southland Agreement. and You, you made up a, a statement on the floor uh, where you said this is not... A uh, horse racing it, le, um, issue before the legislature. It's a gaming issue.
4: It's a gaming issue. Uh,
1: be a little bit more detailed. Explain to the public the distinction why you felt this was more about gaming than it, and you, they were using horse racing as the guys to 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 move gaming forward.
4: Well, it, it was very clear that Southland Game had the interest in their machine more than anything else, mm-hmm. and they wanted their long Tom contract with um, exclusive rights. Mm-hmm. And it was more that than the horse racing. And when I look at what Southland Gaming wanted to invest, they was going to give $11 million for the track and then some $600,000 for purses. Mm-hmm. And when you saw the books and they say that they made $1.6 million over the pandemic, I said, then you got to give some more for purses. If you're serious about horse racing, you can't lock this thing down to just six hundred dollars they should have some increments towards the post. Mm-hmm. And me and the people of South Game had good discussion. I said, you got to do a lot more than this because you're telling me that you made $1.6 million during the pandemic where half of the, the, the gaming machine was closed down. The people for VIGL wanted some more Slot machines. They outright refused. So they didn't have no interest in giving VIGL X more machine because they felt that they wanted to spread the arrest machine across the, the, the territory, at least St. Thomas. When you look at the, the, the slot machines, bosses, the uh, VLT, it's a whole different arena as far as what you pay to this territory. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think on the slot side, you generate more jobs. And the, and the VLTs you generate more revenue because it's more capital intensive. Where slot machines in certain uh,
4: hotels and all that is labor intensive. The, pr- the pr- pr- protection for the people is not there in the VLT. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I have, a, I have a question along the lines of protection yeah, sure, yeah. for the people, even as it relates to the Southland gaming issue. In these contracts that we negotiate with anyone coming in, just large large industry that could benefit and yield funds for them and us. Where is the protection for the people? Like when we talk about the refinery we talk about Southland Gaming, like in that legislation, did they put money towards a Gambler's Anonymous program to ensure that Virgin Islanders... Well, that's the
1: legislature's function, right? Yes, and,
4: and that's yes. the issues we had with, with the, the VLT. They don't file underneath the casino commission where it's regulated it's not regulated also the regulatory issue was was, was well, one of the key, key
1: areas for io oh. for me especially yeah.
4: I was it was very hard on that that it be regulated when you hear about some of the payouts that happened how it happened you were like really somebody could just open the machine and take out money and pay and do what they want you can't open one of these machines in dv so we have <laughs> we have one virgin island but two different set of laws when it comes to gaming that's a, that's and, a critical and, point. and the reason why the casino commission was put in place is to go re- regulate, regulate gambling and gaming regulate. in
1: this territory. Let me ask you this final question before you, you give your your remarks. your box. What was it like running for office and being successful the first time knowing that that is not normally the case for a lot of candidates?
4: For me, it was easy. It was very easy. I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. I reach out there. I talk to people. I've never left this community no time. dry. Even when I wasn't working for the two years, I was always a part of the community. This run is harder than the first one. Okay. I had more time, I could have talked to people, I did a lot more. This time I have to work, I have to come and do, do these programs mm-hmm. and still try find to find campaign and you can't campaign while working hours. So some people have said that the, the, the senators have an advantage. No, we don't. I was freelancing and the first go wrong and, and I, I felt the pulse of the people and I'm feeling the pulse now too, don't get me wrong. But the time that I had before I, became, before I got elected, I had free time to myself. I wasn't walking. i I I've been on the street. Mm-hmm. i have been up and down. So 2020, from a campaigning perspective, was a sweet bread compared to Co- 2020. I gotta walk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, You're closer.
4: we we'll I actually got a minute. Uh, uh, you know, it's a pleasure being here with you guys. I, I enjoy this. I enjoy coming and talking to the people at this territory. I'm asking for the people's support. I've always asked the people to be their voice. I work for the people. I'm an independent candidate. I have a open door policy, I started like that, I'm going to finish like that, and if re-elected, I will continue that process. I feel strongly that the people of this territory are hurting, and sometimes they can't even reach a commissioner, they can't reach a director, and they can't even reach the elected official. I make myself available to the people, because when I knock on a door for a commissioner, I might get in quicker than you. I might get an answer quicker than you, would. So I, I, I really want to continue solving this territory, but I definitely want to see us move forward with our infrastructure. I want to be a part of really bringing out some more legislation to speed up the process of these kind of projects that we have sitting there on the table. Mm-hmm. And I definitely want to push for more sports tourism. I want to talk about the Polly Joseph as I wrap up here. I look at St. Thomas doing Paradise Jam, and they're doing a wonderful thing with that. We can do the same at St. Croix with the college baseball team, mm. bringing them down to the island of St. Croix. A baseball team have 25 men the Rasta. That that no counting the, the coaches, the, the medics or the fans. So if you're serious about doing this and we build that ballpark the way it's supposed to be and we bring five baseball teams and we put our national team to play, having six, we're talking about having nearly what? 25? We're talking about two Two twenty five in in athletes. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the rest fans, the cal- the coaches and everybody. And if we really serious about sports tourism, we're gonna put our money where our mouth is. We're gonna make sure that that part is fixed. Name, and name, we're definitely going to. Name my ride. number. Boy, are you not gonna name number. number. we gonna <laughs> keep going. Franklin Johnson, number nine on the ballot independent senator. I'm asking you for your vote and your support. Thank you very much. Thank you very much Boston, die, it, yeah, yes, so Thank you very much for joining us on the this week. You did well.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. All right? Good. And Paul Simley, last time we talked on the phone. Yeah, yes. Thank you very much for joining us. Franklin Jackson, of course, uh, he also had a staff member here. Thank you very much. For, uh, for spending time, time, time as well. Okay, okay, good. You got it. That's uh, my
4: translator. <laughs> okay. One of the best. That's
1: good. That's good. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Senator, Senator Johnson, yeah. for joining us on the candidate this week and uh, continued success uh, throughout the campaign, just inside of four, four more weeks. Uh, to Augusta Summer, uh, we got another, another, um, another incumbent um, that we've interviewed. So we've had Senator Jayvon James, Senator um, Genevieve Whitaker, Senator Novell Francis. Uh, Senator Kenny Gatons and now Senator Frank. You only got one incumbent left, that's Senator Carry Young, yeah. right? So, hopefully, we can get him on. So, what's your take on the, on the interview?
2: Um, you know, um, I will say the, the fluidness of how he touched on constituent work, um, legislation that the four or five legislations that were proposed and passed, um. The desire, the infrastructure. That it was, it was a refreshing conversation mm-hmm. because he touched on a lot of the things that we were asking without even us asking. It was like naturally popping up, um, in the conversation. So I enjoyed that. Um, it's interesting speaking to freshman senators, and it's interesting speaking. You know, you see the difference between a freshman senator, um, and we see the difference between an aspirant. Uh, you know, the legislature is. Is, is an interesting and wonderful
1: place <laughs> I love the body man. I love the body you know um, we, we got to figure out <clears throat> right um, and and I don't want a song condescending right but it it will you know in, in, in some you know ways um, come off as that. We gotta set some some standards you know you, you can't have where leadership is required. You can't have people just walking up and saying, "Vote for me because I want to be a senator." You need to show, you know what I'm saying? Why you meet
2: the requirements, the threshold? Yeah, what's up? What, what's the, listen, I I spent some time talking to some women in the community this weekend, and 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 I've been talking to people like Frandell Gerard for a really long time, and she'd always say, you know, some uh, back in the day people used to ask you to you didn't you didn't wake up and decide to be a senator. It was that your community saw your potential and called on you to say, hey. So she'll be like, when I said this person running, she'll be like, oh, yeah, how much people ask them to run for office? Because just because I feel I'm qualified doesn't mean I'm the representative that my community wants. So if I put my hat in the ring and I I have a lot to prove. Um, Our legislative process is interesting. And I agree with you that... The threshold, and again, not to be condescending, and caliber of leadership is is important. It is important. Um, the types of minds, the different players you have on your team, in the body to build consensus around the policies that will govern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'll make
1: a difference in quality of life. Yeah, no, man, we, we we need that. You know, we don't want the public to think that are elected officials are better anybody because they're not. What we're saying is if you're asking them to make these far reaching decisions, passing bills, creating statute that are going to impact the quality of life in the Virgin Islands, then they got
2: to be knowledgeable. I mean, I'm so sorry. That's just the reality. I mean, it ain't for everybody. It 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 and nothing in life is for everybody. We mm. all have our rules in this community and determining the electorate has a difficult and important job almost, in my eye, more important than the 15 who sit in a body, right? Because you are the people, we collectively are the people who through our vote are discerning who will lead for the next two and four years depending on the positions you're voting for.
1: And in the most modern way to say it, elected officials don't elect themselves. We do.
2: So it's interesting that you said that because elected officials don't elect themselves, but I don't hear us as an electorate reflecting on how we're making decisions and our accountability and responsibility. Oh, really? The body, are, the body, is accountable to us, you know.
1: But we need to, we, we, we need to, we need to get into more detail with that. Good show. See you tomorrow. Double All dip right? tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Talk to you then. Bye bye.
0: The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff,
3: or underwriters. Evictions are a form of violence. Tiana Caldwell lives in Kansas City. After that um, eviction and after being displaced, it kind of follows you. For the rest of your life, you're always trying to find a way out. We have to fix this with policy. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. On Point is journalism that seeks solutions.
0: Weekdays at 10 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands.
3: We can hear a lot about self-care these days. Advice on ways to relax, exercise, eat healthy, and more. Those are all great. But one of the most important self-care steps we can take is making sure we're financially secure later in life. That means saving money for retirement. It's never too late to start. And it's the kind of self-care that brings peace of mind that lasts. For small steps you can take to save for retirement, visit WeSaySaveIt.org. That's WeSaySaveIt.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council.